boom, coming in hot, Gigi. On a, what's today? Thursday? Today's Thursday. Thursday. I know. They're all, it's all running into each other now that we're daily <laughs> shows here. I forgot, too, because, you know, I work in football now, and I woke up this morning, and I was like, shit, did I miss a game last night? And I was like, oh, no, it's Thursday. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> you had another well, dude, rough that, you're, you're, Okay. Your, your schedule's so different now, too, right? With the NFL games, you're working late. That's why I'm nervous about Friday morning, <laughs> Thursday night football. No. Old Chinch, old yeah. Chinchy's up till, like, 3 a.m. and grinding <laughs> Friday morning, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Dude, Sunday night into Monday morning is a rough one for me. Like, <laughs> up all night. Anyway, uh, you had a rough morning this morning. Again, two days oh, in a row. Bro. You know what's funny, man? you got to love being a dad, especially, dude, a couple things. Last night, Jillian comes in the room about... You know, I like to go to bed early, dude, get my sleep. So I'm, 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 I get upstairs like 8.30, you know, get ready, read a book a little bit. Then 9 o'clock, I'm usually asleep. About 9.05, Jillian comes in. Hur- I call her Hurricane Jillian. She comes like, Dad, <laughs> I think I hear something in the attic. I'm like, all right, I don't think there's anything in oh. the attic. So, so Sarah goes up and check, goes in the attic, finds nothing. And then she, Jillian's still like, well, I'm still scared. I'm like, all right. Just nuzzle up next to me, Jilly. Well, when Jilly nuzzles up next to me, it pushes me to the middle, right? So I'm like, <laughs> boy, is it hot. And dude, I'm, I'm hairy and hot to begin with. So, boy, is it hot here, Chich. I'm so I'm like, my sleep scores are suffering right now because Hurricane Jillian's next to me. So sure enough, Bruma, I end up leaving, bro. I had to go into her room, but her bed's so comfortable. So I slept in her room last night, which was awesome. Then this morning, get up, get Carly off to school, you know, make her some breakfast, you know, boom. And then uh, Jillian, get her ready, you know, make her lunch and everything. And then right before she's leaving, right before I'm about to come on here, she's like, Dad, can't find my volleyball jersey. I'm like, it seems to be a theme in the Casey household that we can't find jerseys every time. So I'm like, Jillian, (laughs) here we are. We're back at the same theme again. It's incredible. So, dude, I'm running around the house trying to find this jersey. You know, it's now the clock's ticking. Bus comes at 8.09. It's like 8.06. I'm like, Jillian, let's go. I was like... You start bolting up and down the stairs, check every laundry basket until boom, I end up finding it in my my clean clothes. I don't know. So I found it, got it out there, bring the dog out quick because I'm like, I got changed at 815. Here we go. <laughs> Dog's dropping a huge bomb in the neighbor's yard. They're, they come out. They're looking at me. I'm waving at them. How you doing? It's no big deal. There's nothing to see here. Just picking up a bomb, you know, from, uh, from my dog. Anyway, it's a great though, Chinch. I don't know for you. I know you're a big dog guy <clears throat> with your dogs, mm-hmm. but... Now that there's a little chill in the air, oh, I know. when the dog lets one rip, the the you know I know it's ridiculous to even talk about, but for all the dog lovers out there, when you pick it up with that bag, it's it's got some it's a steamer you know, firmness firmness to it. Well, it's got some firmness to it. It's <laughs> yeah. not like in the winter, yeah. in the oh, summer, where you're like, yeah, that's true. It's a real steamer in the summer. You're like, I'm not picking out a freaking thing steaming before it hits the grass. <laughs> <laughs> so true. That's a good point. Yeah, you get a nice, easier pickup in this fall. Oh my God. I hope everybody's eating their breakfast listening to our show this morning. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, I'm glad we got the kids to school and everything like that. Let's yeah. uh, let's get fired up. We got playoff time. We we gave a little handicap of the actual the actual series the other day, but we were talking today about all the storylines. Storylines yeah. going into the postseason. I'm going to start with one. How about? Albert Pujols going for one last ride to the championship. Dude, it's incredible. I I, I was, you know, d- doing the, um, giving Pujols that gift the other night in Pittsburgh was really cool. But he also got a knock and drove in two runs. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I don't know what he did last night. Did you know if he played last night? I don't know. If, I'm no. not sure if he did. But I remember thinking, me and my buddy Gabby are watching the game. We're like, dude, we videoed it. And we're like, that could be Pujols' last two oh, RBIs of his yeah, career. Oh, yeah, great point. Like, that's kind of cool because, you know, he's, he's, he passed Babe Ruth. You start passing Babe Ruth, you're like, man, you're a dude, really good player. <laughs> dude, he's in, like, if you look at his, like, career numbers, he's, like, yeah. not, like, in the top 25 of things. He's in, like, the top 
two, top five, top six, top four of like huge numbers. Everything. Yeah, he's got the Hank. I mean, go look at Hank Aaron. You're like, this guy's top three, four, five of everyone. He's like in that yeah. category, Ruth. Aaron, right. you know, and, and Pouls. And it's really it's cool incre- that he, like, he went back right there. Up. It's just awesome that he went back to the Cardinals. For, it, it it's was so great. awesome, dude. And you can tell he's comfortable there. And, like, Super. you know, I, I, comfort as a player is And he's effective, you know? dude. He's not just, like, the old guy, Bro. like, running up there with, like, a bad dude, leg. He's one of their best hitters. I know. He's, he's on the fire. I think his OPS is, I don't know, 850, 860, something yeah. ridiculous. But, dude, this guy is a factor now. Like, mm-hmm. he, you have to deal with Albert Pujols. He looks like he did 10 years ago. It's yeah. incredible. Incredible. So then incredible. what else we got? We got Braves chance for uh, right, we're talking- Go for it. What we got, got the, the, well, I, I, I thought we were going to talk a little Freddie Freeman, but no, we oh, talked about the talk- Braves. Yeah, yeah. Braves made that run. The Mets, you know, it's a shame because they, they end up sweeping the Nationals, I think. So yeah. they're, what, 101 wins. It's just it's like, the, it's like the Dodgers and Giants last year. 107 wins for the Giants, 106 for the Dodgers. And one of them was the wild card. Like, you know, so, yeah. hey, at the end of the day, I remember, like I said, no six. When I was with the Tigers, we back in as the wild card. We end up going to the World Series. We lose with the Cardinals. But, hey, listen, as long as you're in the dance, let's get it on. By the way, know? speaking of that World Series, what's in your hand right now? Oh, yeah, bro. This is my bat. Dude, this is the bat I hit two home runs with in the wow. World Series. And, oh, dude, it's, look at all the – it's got all the sticky stick, the Manny Motor yeah. stick. Oh, I just – Love this thing, dude. I'm like so great. I, so I, when I pick it up, I feel the power, Chase. I feel the power. <laughs> That's so great. But so wait, you, you mentioned uh, you mentioned uh, Freddie Freeman. Let's stay there. We'll stay there before we move yeah. on to the next storyline because yeah. he is cha- he was chasing McNeil. Probably one of the probably the one of the most exciting races there was as far as stats are concerned. Uh, McNeil yeah. was up a few points. Freddie Freeman plays in his, in his game. Ray, Mets game goes into a rain delay. So McNeil's sitting there watching Freddie Freeman. One for one, two for two, three for three. Oh, my God. Guess what so like, if, Fred, if Freddie needed one more hit to win it? It was going to be clo- It was going to be like like a hair close, maybe even p- potential of Tide or Fre- Freeman winning it. Now, the Mets did not start McNeil. They go into a rain right. delay for a couple hours. So now, like, McNeil knows that uh, Freddie's like three for three. Freddie's... Fourth at bat, he hits a bomb to the warning track. So he almost oh went four for four. Oh my gosh! The other cool, the other cool thing was Buck Showalter went straight to the media after because remember Jose Reyes did it that one year. He didn't. He like bunted right. it and took a seat, and there, that was argument. Was that good or not? Buck was like, nobody say anything about Jeff McNeil. He won a batting title. I love him. I'm wearing this. I did not start him. He did not ask to sit, and he said. Basically, he's like, this guy deserves this. He worked hard for it, and I'm glad he won it. So, what's your take well, on all that? You know what? I've been there before, man, and I I know that I know that feeling. Like, um, you know, when you when you um are that close. Obviously, I didn't win a batting title, but I was in a couple batting races. So I I, I like it, man. I don't know, man. Like, you listen, Freddie had to catch him. McNeil got a, played 148 games. It wasn't like he like you know just made the limit. Right. You know what I mean? Got almost 600 plate appearances. He's just below 600. You know, Freddie had to make the run the last day, and I believe the day before he was 0 for four. Right. You know what I mean? So like, right. Freddie had to go four four. Almost did it. Mm-hmm. Almost did it. So you know, I, I, I kind of you know, hey, listen, if I'm the manager, I'm Buck Showalter. I'm doing the same thing. I'm I'm kind of saying to my player, hey man. You've done the grind. You've done the work. You're about to win a batting title unless Freddie Freeman goes 4-4. And if he does, mm-hmm. then then Freddie Freeman wins it. Like, that's right. what it's just meant exactly. to happen. Exactly. So, I don't know. I kind of agree with Buck, man. You know, listen, you won the batting title. You know, Freddie's got to go 4-4. But good job, man. Good way to grind this season. Big, big part of our 
of our uh, lineup. Yep. Give them a blow right before the playoffs start on Friday. Why Let's not, go. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, I remember I was one and two with Bonds in the batting race in 2004. Okay. I can't remember. He was, I was hitting like, going into that month, I think I was hitting like 340. Wow. Something, something wow. ridiculous. Yeah, it was legit. 335, 340. But Bonds was at like, can't remember, 370, something like that. And I just remember, Chinch, they, it was incredible because we went into San Francisco one night. I remember got a hit. Uh-huh. I got a hit my first at bat. I got a hit my first two at bats. Bonds comes up. He gets a hit his next at bat. He's at first base, first and second. I'm playing behind him in San Fran. He kind of peers behind me. He's like, you ain't catching me. And then he said like a little, little exp- <laughs> expletive. But, but he, I was like, I'm coming for you. But I, you know what, dude? At the end of the day, I couldn't catch him because he walked so much. Dude, that year, I'm going to pull I'm pulling it up right now. Hold on. It was incredible. Like, so may, he'd be like yeah. over two, two walks. or Yo, two exactly. Two, like two every walks. time he got a hit, it was like. It, it yeah, he walked like 200 times, I think. Or what year was that? 04? 2004, yeah. 232 walks. His 232 walks, yeah. Yeah, his on-base percentage was 609 that year. I argue that that I was actually. <laughs> I actually argue that that. That and 2002 were better seasons than the 73 homers, by the way. Just I'm going off on a tangent. But he had 362 with 45 and 101. But to your point, he only wound up with 373 actual at-bats that weren't walks. And he hit 45 home runs. (laughs) Dude. He broke. Unbelievable. He was fun to watch, man. I don't care what the hell anybody says. I got a a great story really quick. Yeah, yeah. Dusty, Joe Morgan was doing, was doing Sunday Night Baseball. It might have been that year or one of those years. Mm-hmm. It might have been 2001. Yeah. And Dusty Baker was the manager, so it probably was 2001. Um, and uh, Bonds the night before, let me see, he went two for two with two walks and two bombs. And when you go back and look at the stats, he saw two pitches to hit. Oh, yeah. So remember, I think I've told you this story. It's an incredible story, though. Yeah. So Dusty, Joe, and you know, and 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 Barry are talking, and you know, they were. Joe asked him, like, you know, how did you do that? You saw 15 pitches, you walked twice, you saw two for strikes, you hit bombs, and you know what he said? And this is for all the kids out there that are, that are thinking about what should my approach be at the plate? Why don't you take it from one of the best in Barry Bonds? He said, you know what? I'm ready for that. I'm hunting that fastball down the middle, and when it's there, I'm not missing it. Oh. I'm hammering it. So he got two fastballs down the middle, hit two home runs, didn't see another pitch in those other two at-bats, two walks. It's incredible. 15 guys. So it's incredible. So yeah. that's why he was who he was. And that's that's why Pujols is who he is, too, because he didn't waste a pitch either. Unbelievable. Incredible. Unbelievable. Oh. Yeah. All right. Hey, one other so, storyline. Kudos to McNeil. Kudos yes. to Freddie Freeman, man. Freddie Freeman might be the MVP again. Bless you, Chance. Thank you. you. Yeah, I sneezed. I Dude, muted you, myself. you hold in your sneezes? No, I muted myself. We have these nice roadcasters. Oh, oh, oh dude, because are you like, are you holding this? Like, dude, like, <laughs> See, oh, I let that one go. Guys. I didn't mute myself. <laughs> dude, I'm like, dude, my dad growing up was like, you'd think someone was being attacked. He'd be like, Matthew! I'm like, dad, <laughs> yeah. are you serious? But then I, that's how I sneeze now, too. And uh, the other day, the other day, I'm visiting my dad in the hospital. Yeah. And I, I, I picked a couple nose hairs, you know? Right. Right? Yes. Those, those, yeah, the ones that are like, you know, they're too long. Bam, another, another sneeze by you. And I sneezed, I sneezed into my arm. Then my dad puts on his mask. He's like, this guy's sneezing over here. I was like, Dad, I just picked two nose hairs. I'm not sick. It's no big deal. That's so good. How about, oh, I saw some comedian was talking about, you know, after the pandemic, when you sneeze in public, everybody looks at you like you, like you just pulled a gun. It's incredible, dude. Yeah. It's incredible. You're on a, or if you're on a plane and the guy next to you, like the other day, was coughing. Oh. I'm like, 
Petri I'm like, dish. what are you going to do? Yeah. What are you going to do? Unbelievable. All right, here. I'm going to give you one more topic, and I'm actually going to blow my nose when you start talking. How about the Mariners <laughs> getting into the playoffs? Bro, love the Mariners getting in the playoffs. It's been a while. They got 90 wins, which I absolutely love. And uh, it's a great team, man. That, that, that's going to be a team to be, be reckoned with. You know, there's no doubt about it. You know, when you, when you, when you look at, you know, how everything's shaken up. But uh, you're going to have the Mariners. Let me see right here. The Mariners will be, I just want to make sure I'm right here. The Mariners will be taking on the Blue Jays. That's going to be a great first series. But this team's good, man. Yeah. They, came out, they start out the gate scuffling. But uh, to win to win 90 wins, to win the last game in a walk-off, this is a team to be reckoned with, bro. Big Love time. It. All right. Big time. Hey, okay, one other topic while we're rolling. Uh, yeah. Last baseball topic. Will Leach, great writer for MLB.com yeah. and other places, did his top 50 players heading into the postseason. So top 50 players in the playoffs. How far do you want right. to go? Do you want to start with like 20? you want to start with 10? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah let's, let's do let's 20. Start, let's start. Let, let's, let's do 20. All right. All right, fine. Austin Riley, third baseman, Braves. He has at number 20. Okay. Guys, guy's an animal, man. Guy's an animal and a, a game-changing bat. One swing of the bat, boom, game's, game's changing. Got it. Now, just so you know, that's ahead of Pete Alonso, Max Fried, Garrett Cole, and Edwin Diaz. Just saying. Anyway, mm. all right, keep moving here. Yeah. Kyle Tucker, sure he that. has at 19, right fielder for the Astros. Calls him underrated. Okay. Yeah, dude, guys had a stud, you know, 30 plus home runs. Guy drives and runs, plays good defense. Yep. I like it. Trey Turner at 18, who arguably maybe has the most talent athletically. Yeah, most of yeah. Guys. I forget Could about beat him. you in so many ways. Yeah, he has Francisco Lindor ahead of Trey Turner. Do you agree with that? That's at 17. Uh, I don't agree with that. No, mm-hmm. I think Trey Turner is a better hitter gotcha. than Lindor. But Lindor is obviously a yeah, obviously he's awesome. an impact player. Yeah, okay. Alonzo's not in the top twenty. No, twenty-one. Uh, you don't like that. Ooh, I, like I know. Well, this is why these guys do this. It's good to uh, argue. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at sixteen. I like Altuve it. ahead of Vlad right now at fifteen. I don't know. He's got Clayton. Altuve, Altuve, yeah. He's got Clayton at fourteen. Clayton Kershaw. Urias at thirteen. So you guys are. Urias ahead of Kershaw, which is kind of understandable. Okay. Justin Verlander, 12. I would argue that he is ahead of those other guys, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. He's got Juan Soto at 11 as the 11th best player. I guess he hasn't uh, had a great season. Dude, Juan Soto looks like poop soup right now. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. he hasn't done anything. Dude, the guy, he walks. He's a walking machine, which is good. But, like, you got to look at body of work for the year sometimes you can look at the right. you can look at the career right but you got to look at the body work for the year soto's year is it's been okay mm-hmm. it's not Juan soto's year no. so i don't know man i i don't i i, I think i disagree with that i i and, I, and I, for alonzo for pete alonzo to be 21 come on dude go watch the games with the mets this Absolutely. guy is a game-changing bat one swing and he comes up with big hits yep you know, for me, Pete Alonso is way more valuable I agree. than 21. And he's a throwback, man. He's like a 1960s yeah, like, power hitter. Uh, dude, Julio goes, Rodriguez. That team goes. Yeah, Julio Rodriguez yeah. at 10. I'm excited to see him in the postseason. Yeah, uh, yeah. I love, love, love his uh, flash. Now, he's got nine is Manny Machado. Eight is Nolan Arenado. Would you agree that right now you would take Arenado over Machado as a question? Yes. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I mean, Machado's good. obviously having a great year, but I would take Arenado right now over Machado just with the year that he's having. Got it. The he, body of work of this year. This is an interesting one. 
Jordan Alvarez at the DH at the seventh seventh best player going into the postseason. Well, I think his track this. record his track record in the postseason speaks for itself. Big hits, you know, and yeah. uh, you know, I, I I love Alvarez. I don't know if that's the right spot spot for him, but I do love him. Okay, next two good guys is an argument too. Better player right now. Freddie Freeman at six or Paul, Paul Goldschmidt at five, according to Will. I think Freeman right. Well, Goldschmidt's been struggling in September. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that might it might it might have lost in the MVP. I'm not sure what's gonna happen there, obviously. But um Freddie Freeman for me is so consistent. You saw him in the postseason with winning the with, winning with, with with the Braves last yeah. year, you know how good he is. So Coach, I mean, dude, it's a toss-up there, dude. Coach, it's one of the best players in the game, too. They're, they're so good. That's I say right tough. now, Freddie Freeman might be a little hotter, but you're going to see Goldsmith do some damage probably in the postseason. Excellent. All right. Uh, the next two, two Mets, Scherzer four, DeGrom three. I don't really hate that because Scherzer's a postseason guy. I mean, think he's probably weighing it a little more that way. Yeah, I think I think Scherzer's postseason and, 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 you know, his mental toughness and how you know tough he is as a player – it's a huge impact um, for them. I think Degrom's the X factor. Uh-huh. He has he has been you know shown that he he can be yeah, hit in his last few starts. So very underground like you know location hasn't been there. Um, but we'll see what happens when the postseason comes. Chinch, buckle up, a dude. The freaking adrenaline man. comes. The crisp air. Let's go. Like it's yeah. it's a different ball game. The the the, the crowd at City Field is going to be electric. So we'll see what Degrom shows yeah. up. Also, like when you're a hitter, right? You could have batted two forty all year, but you're starting at zero. Dude. You're starting at zero in the postseason, right? Dude, That's awesome. let's get it, yeah. All right, so two more guys who he has is number two and number one. Number two, he has Mookie. Number one, he has Aaron Judge. Tough to argue that. Yeah, right? tough to argue that, man. Judge has had one of the greatest seasons ever. He's one of the he's the best player in baseball right now. Um, and Mookie Betts can beat you in so many different ways, especially come postseason time. So, yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at those two. Yeah, so just a couple other guys who didn't make the top 20. Jose. Yeah, who are the, yeah I was saying, who are the guys right there, 20, 20 to I'll 25? I'll give you 30, 30 down. Real quick, Shane McClanahan, yeah. Luis Castillo, yeah. Jose Ramirez at 28, Andres yeah. Jimenez, Ryan Hel- Helsley. Uh, then he's got, uh, what's his name? How do you say? Is it Class A? The Guardians? Yeah, Class A. 25. Yeah, the closer, yeah. He yeah. put Diaz ahead of him at 24. I'm okay with that. Garrett Cole, 23. Max Freed, 22. Oh, Alonso's 21. Yeah, that's it. 21, yeah. yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. All right. Like, I'll it's, give fun, credit. it's fun. It's fun banter. It's fun banter. It is. It is. That, that's how they do yeah. that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Next thing, non baseball related, but this got us thinking about a couple things. It is, yeah. uh, who's our boy? Draymond Green got us into a fight, forcibly struck Jordan Poole at practice during an altercation. So I brought that up to you and I said, Have you ever seen two teammates get into a fight on your own team? I have. I have seen Let's it. Go. Well, first, the, the one that pops, two, two pop into my head. When I was with the Reds, we had a, at a team party one time. Um, Ryan Friel, uh, God rest your soul, Friel, and uh, and D'Angelo Jimenez got in a pretty legit, pretty legit brawl. Really, it kind of. It it uh, needless to say, broke up the team party. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, wow. So, you know, you you hate to see teammates go at it like that. You know, what I mean, just it just it doesn't feel right. You know, I remember, mm. and then the other one I remember was when Manny Ramirez. And uh, and um, uh, Euclid went out in the dugout. One of the best ones I ever saw was a coach's fight. Tim Foley and oh. Ronnie Oster right out of the shower, just boom. Why? Why? I don't know. Something happened with like you know, a coaching a, a coaching point. I think one of them might have been with a towel. Oh my god! It's like a, it was it like was a, a Greek wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a full fledged brawl. Like two oh. sumo guys coming at each other. Oh my god! That's cool. So. Yeah, you never want to see bra- and dude, like you know, don't hit your teammates. Like, come on, like no. I almost feel like, almost feel like, uh, 
you know, have some uh, have some self restraint there. Like you know, and, yeah, it's like and fighting a family up, member. Tough enough to not punch your teammates. Like let's clean that up. <laughs> That's crazy. Now, how about we we can argue, we can yell at each other, whatever. But like, yeah, let's not actually punch somebody to, to maybe break their jaw. How about how great was the Pinella Dibble one back in the day that actually oh, had a video? Dude, that's incredible. I know that was unbelievable. When he was like, oh. "You're a liar, you're a liar," and dude, you know Dibbles. Yeah, Lou Pinella was a throwback. Yep. Dibbles, an absolute monster, and he's tough. So, and then Lark tries to get Dude, in there and like, oh, yeah. the best part about the Lark, Lark part of it is first of all, like Lark is like a, like fucking good looking guy. He was ripped yeah. at the time in perfect shape. And he's just, he's just standing there. And I think all he had on was either tiny whities or a jock strap. And he's trying to like, he's trying to get in there and in between him. It was like, it's the funniest image ever. Dude, dude one thing about Lark though, brother, you might not, I don't, I, I think he he's, might be a black belt. No, he, I think he is like in multiple, dude, in multiple dude, martial you, can arts. You, can you see this picture right here? A little bit. Okay. So in that, in that picture right there, Lark, I come in to score the game-winning run, right? Uh-huh. Game-winning run. I come in, and now I come. When I used to come in, I come in hot with heavy high fives <laughs> and you know and hugs. And so Lark was like, "That's it." So he's waiting for me at the plate, bro. He hits me with one of his like jujitsu moves. Like what? he gets under me and boom. And he like I went to I went to hug him and I was like, oh! he really <laughs> took the life out of me, dude. I was like, oh! and I so we were waiting. So right there, like I'm like, ah, oh, my helmet's coming That's off. It's because Lark literally hit me so freaking hard. I'm like, dude, this guy's tougher than you think. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It's funny you say that. It makes I saw a video the other day when I was like looking through old stuff where Lark wasn't afraid to get in somebody's grill on another team if he wanted to. Like pretty no, tough dude dude, huh? dude lark was a gamer man lark was a gamer he was a football player first yeah, that's right I mean, that's matter right. of fact who's gonna go to michigan great? right dude, he, dude he went to dude he's gonna go to michigan and play to football, play football. And how about how about this story lark used to tell me it's a great story they they'd be you know they'd be having um the the the, the, the practice facilities for football right by the baseball field i think mm-hmm. <clears throat> bo Schembechler, who was the coach at michigan at the time he used to walk by the baseball field every day going to practice and he'd be like Hey, Larkin, you're a wimp. You're a wimp. You should be playing football. What? Get done with that baseball stuff and come over with the real men and oh strap on the pads and out every day. Lark said every day, Bo Schembechler would walk such, by practice crazy. and taught Larkin and taught Larkin because he's like, you should be playing football. <laughs> so one, this is funny. One of my best friends, uh, he played lacrosse and football yeah. in high school. Uh, when we were seniors in high school, he had, he had the fastest shot. In, in high school of a uh, lacrosse player. So he gets recruited and he wanted to play lacrosse and he didn't want to play football anymore. So he gets recruited. He goes to Yale, but Yale got him in as a football player and he could also play lacrosse. Right. And you know how football season starts like three weeks before you even get to school. They're there in August, whatever. He just didn't, he just didn't go. He's already enrolled in, in, in college at Yale <laughs> He and he just to practice. And like the coach called him like after the first day, he's like, "Hey, man!" And he, was, by the way, he was a running back, so it's not like this was a recruit where it was like just like a backup corner D back in three years. Like he was like a really, really good running back, like best running back on Long Island uh, our senior year. And the coach was like, "What are you doing, man? Are you all right? You didn't get here?" He's like, "Yeah, no, I'm not playing." And the coach was like, "What? what? Like the day of the season starting? Like I always thought that was the biggest balls I've ever seen." Then, so wait, let me fast forward. I'm not going oh to mention his name. So his senior year, they go, you know, all us northern, northeastern teams and anything, go down to like Boca to play your first spring. Oh, yeah, anything. oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So senior his, year in high school. 
No, this is now. This is this is college oh, now. College. So this is his yeah. senior year in college, where he had played lacrosse. I think he was. I think he was preseason All American before his senior year. They get down and they're they're playing a game, and I don't know how much you know lacrosse, but it's like chasing ground balls. Like that's the biggest right, hustle right. play you got to do. And he never liked hustling because he just had this cannon. He never liked going after. <laughs> so he's standing there, and it's like day three of like their spring practices. You know, we're running sprints, whatever. And he's on the field, and his coach like. Gave him shit and like yelled at him really bad for not like chasing after a ground ball. He just took his lacrosse pads off and goes, I'm out. And he what? walked back to his hotel room, which was like, apparently it was like four miles away. And he just walked with like his gear in his hands. And he said what? it was such a long walk that the practice ended. And the coach drove right past him as he was walking by, just stared at him in a window. And that's how his that's how his athletic career. He definitely bookended his college his college athletic career. Isn't that nuts? That's oh my god, it's crazy. Quit being so fragile. Let's go. <laughs> I know. Anyway, so we got good stuff there. What do we got? Oh. Now wait, what's today? Thursday. Tomorrow will be our first fun bag Friday of the five day a week season. I'm yeah. almost like Nervous about how we do it because now we're doing basically fun bag five days a week. I think I think it's just it would just I don't even know what we call it. Just the Chinchin Case show now. Yeah, it's just five days a week is the Chinchin Case show. Yeah, there you, you go. I mean? Look so, what we got here. See, CNC Music Factory. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> this is here's here's the root and of my Stu. sneezing. And Stu, yep. is that Stu? Yep, root of my sneezing. Oh, one super quick story. Super quick story before we go. Yeah, you know Dave wants that. We've talked about him on here, so I, oh, yeah. I, I work with him now. And I was on like this call with him, and it was like the second day, like the second day I had ever met him. And we're talking, and Stu comes over and then just sits on my lap. And Dave Wanstead is about as man's man as you could be. I mean, like, just, just like spits nails. And he's sitting there, and he goes, uh, and he calls me Cinch. He doesn't call me Chinch. He goes, Cinch, excuse me, Cinch. What you, you got a cat? You, is that a cat on your lap? And like he was so like like taken aback. Like, is this the kind of guy I'm working with? Now, listen. First of all, I am a cat guy too. So all, all people, men at home, who are cat guys, I'm not hurting you. I'm no. like, I got your back. But he was so traumatized. And I go to, well, I got two dogs too. And I explain, and he's like, are any of them big or are they little fucking dogs? And I'm like, no, 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 I got one big one. He goes, all right, you're fine. I talked to our guy Ence the next day. He goes, dude, if you if you didn't let him know about your dogs, I think that was the end of your relationship with Dave Wanstead. <laughs> he have called Ence and been like, listen, Cinch is out of here. He's, uh, he's a cat lover. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's got little dogs. But yeah. turns out you got a little dog and a big dog. It, yeah. sa- it saved you. It Macy saved, saved you, right? Macy, Macy saved the big me. one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Macy saved you. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's so great. <laughs> that's like, like spoken like a true Yins or two for Wanstead. <laughs> to be like, hey, Cinch, Yins got one of them cats over there, which Yins a cat lover. And <laughs> that's now, Exactly what it was. <laughs> That's he goes, I think he said, "quote unquote." Are you a you're a cat guy? <laughs> anyway, anyway. All right, so let's roll, man. We'll we'll be back tomorrow. Uh, all right, man. Hey, everybody out there, appreciate you. Keep yeah. listening. Keep listening. Download and tell your friends. Let's get this thing rolling. Let's get those numbers up, and we're gonna keep throwing out there. Chinch, love you, brother. I'll see you love tomorrow you, morning. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. Hurricane Jilly, Carly, some oh, of the yeah. hurricanes are coming. Yeah. Hide all your through. personal materials so they don't steal your shit. Yeah. I'm heading to Kent State tonight. See my son, oh, Jake's nice. playing like a scrimmage game against Malone College. So heading Malone up there tonight. College. So I'm looking forward to that. Nice. Yeah, so. All right, man. All right, brother. Have a good rest of the day. Cheers. Right, Love you, man. Love you, See you, buddy.